Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Welcome to another week of Darwin Turf Talk, and this is our second week after the uh, Roant Cup last week. A great meeting there. We've got a bit on the board today. Uh, Chris Nelson, we're going to welcome Chris Nelson, so I've got a bit of an offsider here on Darwin Turf Talk. We're going to talk to Andrew O'Toole, the man that knows everything about racing in Darwin, and uh, he was all over that meeting, the Roant Cup last week. Kim Hahn, trainer that uh, I know a little bit about from uh, down Bendigo, down home, and obviously uh, has got a team going well up in Darwin. Greg Connor, we're going to have a chat to Greg, and Jared Todd, another jockey that uh, I know a bit about, a hard-working Kiwi, and uh, he's been riding up a storm up Darwin, up in Darwin. Uh, he's got a great strike rate and getting a good book of rides. Let's welcome in Chris Nelson. Nelson, my offsider, to Darwin Turf Tour. Chris O, welcome. Thanks, Sammy. Uh, sorry I couldn't be with you last week, uh, but I had to listen to the show and you did a fantastic job. I must say, uh, your interview there or your chat with Andrew O'Toole was a cracker. I really enjoyed that and, uh, yeah, did a great job. So glad to be a part of the show this week. Good stuff. We've got uh, plenty to uh, plenty to chat about this week and we had a good meeting last week and we might welcome uh, our main man, Andrew O'Toole, who also is a Kiwi. Uh, Andrew, good meeting there last week for the Roant Cup. It certainly was, Sam. Good morning to you. Good morning to Chris. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great day for day zero, as it's uh, traditionally known. Obviously day one this week, but um, certainly the Roant Cup uh, threw up some very impressive performances. Uh, none more so than uh, Dominus, who um, broke the track record in the first over a mile. He's heading to the uh, Toyota Cup on day three of the carnival. And obviously, Master Rati, who won the Roant um, Gold Cup for uh, Nicole Irwin, giving Nicole two wins uh, in successive years in the race. Of course, she won it last year with her subsequent Darwin Cup and Chief Minister's winner, highly decorated. So all uh, pointing along the right lines for Nicole Irwin again this year with Master Rati. And Nicole had a big day training uh, three winners. Adam Nichols rode three winners uh, also, and uh, and then Chris Nash and Paul Shires had uh, Paul Shears had uh, a double there. So um, yeah, there was uh, they did a, a fantastic job for the day. They certainly did, uh, Sam. Um, first uh, double for Chris Nash, uh, only a young trainer, but uh, does a very good job of a small team. Uh, not only uh, put the polish on Dominus, uh, but also. Uh, smart sp- sprinting prospect in ideas, man. Um, so uh, now she was pretty happy to get a double up and uh, obviously no better rider up here for the last 20 years odd than Paul Shires. He um, he was uh, in top form on the day and as you say, yeah, great day for Chippy Nichols and also uh, Nicole. Now, Andrew, I've uh, had a bit of a look at some of the uh, the races last Saturday and uh, you speak of the, uh, the Roank Gold Cup, 1,300 metres won by... Masterati with Sicaro. I think it was running second. Now, I think I found one here. I found a, one running on late called Noir de Rue. Did you happen to catch it? Yeah, certainly, uh, Chris. We can't put much past you. He uh, he <laughs> was a super run, that Noir de Rue, of course. 
finished second in the Cup last year. He's been racing in Adelaide just recently under uh, the uh, care of his trainer, Jason Manning, who does a great job with a, uh, a mid-sized team here. And, uh, yes, didn't he uh, find the line great at the end of the 1300? Uh, I think he'll go now to the Chief Ministers on Saturday week and make his way through to the Cup um, and certainly judged on that performance and um, what we saw him do 12 months ago. He's certainly right at the forefront of uh, calculations for the Cup. Obviously, with um, highly decorated not uh, going around this year due to injury, which is a shame for connections, but certainly Noir de Roo, um had his trainer uh, smiling from ear to ear last week. Yeah, well... The race was sort of run to suit those on speed. I mean, there was a bit of a sprint home, so it wasn't really suited at all. Uh, did a terrific job, I thought. So he's gone right, <clears throat> excuse me, he is right firmly gone into my black book, I can tell you. Yeah, my word, they ran time, um, as, you, as you mentioned, they ran 113.61 uh, last week. That's only a couple of hundredths of a second outside Shout Out Loud's track record set in the same race back in 2010. And of course, that year, Shout Out Loud went on to win the Darwin Cup, um, beating. Hawks Bay, who uh, subsequently won the race uh, the next two years uh, in a thriller. So, um, yeah, good good pointers there for the horses out of the Rowan Cup. It's always a good indicator, a good um, um, highlight of the early carnival and uh, certainly sets up uh, runners for later in the carnival and the features. And Stan Sakos, uh, Master Arty, I mean, the ride won the race, Andrew. I think... Uh Stan just getting to the front and controlling it. He, he got it so soft for that first couple of furlongs that you knew after that after they'd gone sort of two furlongs, gee, it's going to be hard to run this horse down. Yeah, my word, he's a very good rider at in uh, at any time on any horse, but he's very very hard to uh, topple when he's on a front runner. Um, uh, Sam, you're dead right. Um, he's come home his last um, 200 metres in 11.5 uh, or 11.51. So um, he's he's rated the horse to perfection. Uh, he's got a great record, that horse, on the track, uh, Master Ali. I think he's only once finished out of the first three in about 12 goes, um, like six wins, two seconds, two-thirds, and a fifth or something like that. He's got a great record here and um, just once again showed his um, real liking for the track with uh, that dominant display last week. Andrew, you touched on uh, Dominus uh, taking out the first for Chris Nash and, and Adam Nichols. I thought it was uh, good effort because it had to do a bit of work early, didn't it? You know, it pressed forward and it was wide and for it to still kick on at the end of it, uh, gee, I thought that was a good job. I agree 100%. I actually watched the race with Chris and uh, he was cursing uh, as uh, the horse was slow and destroyed. Well, he wasn't slow and destroyed. He actually jumped well, but they all booted up underneath him and uh, from his uh, widest draw of seven in the eight-horse field, he had to do a bit of work, as you mentioned, up the hill from the mile to the uh, to the 1300 turn into the back and um but but he pressed on uh, Nichols and uh, the horse then got the lead uh, comfortably enough I suppose and he, he must have got a soft sectional somewhere but um he kept going you know at such a pace that um he's run home his last furlong in 11.1 uh, at the end of a mile is good going and um and he actually eased up the last bit and to win by over six lengths it was certainly the uh, sign of a horse that's going to take a lot of beating in no matter what he um, puts him in uh, upcoming. I think he's going to the Bridge Toyota Cup on Lady Stars I mentioned and then safely through that uh, into the Darwin Cup. He's never run beyond uh, the mile, I don't believe, but um, certainly the way he hit the line the other day and the time he ran, um, you'd be a brave man to bet against him getting the 2,050 metres of the Cup. So unusual, for, so unusual for a trainer to be crook on a jockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, small small industry like ours up here. Everyone knows everybody, and uh, Nicholas rides a lot of work for Chris, and uh, and has had some good success 
for him. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, uh, after two furlongs, best to say, uh, uh, easy to say, he wasn't uh, best pleased, Chris Nash. But then at the end of the race, when he won by six, he was quite happy. All's well that ends well. The race, uh, race three on Saturday was a, a benchmark 66, 1200 metres. Now, a horse that I was interested in here, Norse Mythology. Now, Norse Mythology was uh, trained mainly by Matt Boland at uh, Toowoomba. Uh, had one run for O'Day Hoisted, finished uh, down the track at Doomba. But now we see this horse uh, with Gary Clark. Uh, up there in Darwin. It ran a nice uh, fourth, running on well at the end with 61 kilos on the back. I'd say it'd be a horse to follow as well. Oh, we can't put anything past you because you did right. I thought it was a super uh, run first up on the track. Uh, he hadn't had a trial. Um, normally, um, horses, when they come here, you like to see them have a, a trial on this track, but he hadn't had one. But um, Gary Clark, he's an uh, astute trainer, um, obviously thought he'd go um, first up and uh, see how we went. He went super. Um, good win by the little Mia Noble War, and that she's um, really racing well. And she's won four of her last six for Tayan Halter, uh, one of Paul Shire's uh, wins on the day. The second horse was good too, Miraku. Uh, Jason Manning's got his team going well, but um, certainly uh, the fourth horse, Norse, Norse Mythology. Not easy to say that one, guys. Um, no. You could back with some uh, back with some confidence going forward. It's fair oh. to say that 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 first three races favoured uh, on speed runners, and then. But then we come to race four, and Star of Monsoon came from back off speed. And I reckon both uh, Adam Nichols' winners, uh, second and third winners, uh, coming from back off speed, saving ground up the inside. The rides won the race. He's a very good rider, uh, Nichols. Uh, it's a shame he's not three kilos lighter. He's just a little bit on the heavy side, uh, Chippy, but um, very, very good rider. Uh, that was a lovely ride on uh, Star of Monsoon, and he stormed home. Um, he was overdue a win. He'd run second his last uh, couple of runs um, behind uh, Blueberry Boy and Noble War. So he was certainly uh, knocking on the door, and it was a lovely ride. And as you say, early, early days, I thought um, we're going to have a, a real frontrunner's track here. Track was probably a little uh, firmer last week than we'd all wanted it to be, and that was due largely to the fact that our, our main uh, tool for uh, keeping this track even and, and a little bit of, with a little bit of give, the Rotovator had had a mechanical problem and we hadn't been able to use it. Um, so the track was probably a little on the firm side last week, hence the quick times that were run. But to see um, those horses later in the day and in the middle of the day getting home from back in the field was certainly good. It was a good sign. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Star of Monsoon was certainly one of those. I thought Canton Kid did a really good job there. I know he was uh, taking, what did they used to say, Ian Craig used to say, very like footsteps at the end. But, uh, gee, he was taken on by Faith and Love early. Faith and Love ended up being beaten 13 lengths. Canton Kid, who looked home, but as I said, walked late, was beaten just under one and a half. And the tempo there probably suited those horses that could run on, and it suggests that because first came from eighth, uh, fourth came from uh, sixth or something like that in the run. So they mostly came from back in the field. So I'll keep my eye on Canton Kid, that's for sure. Yeah, he was good. First up two since Australia Day, so he had a, a good long break. So you could you could expect uh, that he would derive improvement from that run. Uh, you, you're right, they went hard early there, um, Chris. They um, only came home in 12.29 in the last... Um, 424.49 so that tells you they've gone hard early in the overall time of 102.75 for the 1100 um, so yes um, certainly one or two to watch out of that Canton Kid being one of them as was number four First Crusade he didn't get uh, all luck in uh, transit and came from a long way back and hit the line really solidly for um, uh, new owner trainer here in the top in Chloe Baxter 
Uh, Chloe's only got a couple in work, but um, that was her first runner on race day, and uh, I think he'll certainly be another one to watch uh, as we get into the Carnival First Crusade. Uh, on to Saturday's meeting. Uh, it looks to be a beauty, and uh, I'll tell you what, I've got uh, a lot of interest in the guineas, which is uh, obviously a full field, and it's going to be a beauty. My cousin, Patrick Ryan, uh, he owns or has uh, ownership in Packadow, and uh, he was an impressive winner last start. He certainly was, uh, Sam. He uh, trained by Pete Stennett up here. Pete only ever has two or three around him, and uh, Wayne Davis Road. He told me that um, he got the horse from uh, from South, and uh, that he was a horse that wanted ground, a one-paced, uh, grinding sort of horse. In fact, at his third start, he ran him in a mile-and-a-half race at uh, Caulfield, and even though he finished 11th of 12, he was still right there to the last furlong and just tied tied up over the last bit. But um, uh, Peter, tell anyone who listened that Packardow um, uh, was a chance the other day when he won on the 18th of June. And um, he's certainly going to make it interesting in the guineas on Saturday. He'll um, he'll no doubt race forward again. You would you would expect to be no reason to change that um, pattern. Uh, Wayne Davis, highly experienced rider, um, he takes the mount again. Uh, so yeah, he's one of um, certainly a number of chances in the guineas. I actually got him in. Uh, in the top four, Packardow, and um, and uh, raced by Pete Stennett and a couple of um, his mates, uh, Mori Ryan and Co. And and obviously um, they'll be looking forward to uh, the big one on Saturday. And another yeah. couple of horses uh, in the Guineas in Wilson's Prime and Wolfburn with the King Shots. And uh, I know Ray Dando has uh, uh, has a share in both those horses. Uh, they're going there confident to the Guineas. Yeah, and there's a big mob of the boys going to be here, I understand. I got an email from uh, Simon Hine uh, about a luncheon they're having tomorrow. Might be a good place to stay, steer clear of. But uh, uh, they, they're great supporters. Um, Wilson's Prom certainly won the lead-up 1,300-metre race here on the 18th of June and is um, uh, right in the mix. Wolfburn um, was disappointing last time to my eye behind Packardale, beaten nine. But the start before when he won his maiden, he was good. Uh, and, of course, they both had the Gary Clark polish uh, on them, uh, Nichols on Wolfburn, Todd on Wilson's Prom, uh, and you certainly have to um, consider both of them. I had um, Wilson's Prom right in the mix. I actually had Flying Start to turn the tables on him um, mm. on Saturday, guys. Um, the other day in the 1300, Flying Start came from a long way back uh, and ran Wilson's Prom to point two of a length. Wilson's Prom sort of got out in the clear and got momentum, and the other horse had to um, uh, make a bit of luck along the inside and change ground late on, but... Um, uh, he's drawn out flying start. That won't worry him because he gets back. Um, won the Yellow Springs Guineas over the trip, so he's proven it a mile. Then beat the older horses as well over the same journey during the Alice Carnival. Um, so he's he's my top selection to beat Wilson's Prom. Uh, the other one I really like in the race is number six, Rising Fire. Now, he's a bit of an unknown. Hasn't had a start here on the track. Town uh, Holter uh, has him in her barn, but he's under you know, trainer Billy Healy. Paul Shire's aboard. He's drawn an awkward gate, uh, drawn out at barrier 12, which won't make his task any easier. But certainly his form in uh, Queensland, uh, pretty good. He finished fourth in a Eagle Farm mile, uh, class one, two starts back, and then second last time out over 2,000 metres on the synthetic uh, there at the Sunshine Coast. So he's certainly a horse uh, that's very, very interesting to me in the Guineas uh, on Saturday. We've got uh, Greg Connor coming up on the show a little bit later on. Of course, he is the trainer of Flying Start, the one you do have there on top, uh, Andrew. And look, he's uh, formed since coming from Victoria. I'm just looking at some uh, some figures here. Every start he's had, 
has four, three at Alice Springs and one uh, at Fanny Bay there. He's he's run the fastest last 200 metres in the race. He can really find the line, this bloke. He's a, he's a lovely horse, uh, uh, Chris, by Flying Arty out of Hassan Amir. Um, he's up here in Darwin under the care of uh, Dan Morgan, who's uh, worked for Greek for some time. Dan um, used to ride. He, he rode 50 or 60 winners and then gave it away for a while. I think he's um, going to come back maybe with a, a dual licence, a trainer jockey licence. But he's doing a great job with Flying Start here. Um, I hope Greg will be up for the weekend. Um, of course, uh, the Connor name synonymous with... Uh, racing in the Territory. Uh, Greg's late uh, father, Nev, was a great trainer here, trained um, many a good horse, including uh, uh, Jade City, who won uh, two Palmerstons and still holds the track record here for um, the 1,200 metres. I don't think it'll ever be broken. Um, but Flying Start, yeah, he's, he's got a really good record since coming to the uh, to the Territory. Uh, won his maiden in Alice Springs by nearly eight, won the Guineas by over eight, and then... Uh, bench press in that three and four year old mile on day four of the carnival his run the other day was super I had a look at him the other day in the box he's um, he's ticking all the boxes for mine uh, as long as um, Jesse Philpott can uh, steer a, a course that um, he's not going to get uh, held up anywhere he'll be very hard to beat Oh, well, that's uh, good insight into uh, this Saturday's meeting. Looking forward to the Darwin Guineas. Is there anything else that you can tip us into Andrew? One of the other good races, guys, is uh, the sixth. That's the open sprint over the 1,100 metres. Niwand, trained by Jason Manning, was good winning here a fortnight ago. This horse ran second in the Palmerston last year. And he's taking on uh, Smuggling, the two-time winner of the Pioneer Sprint in Ella Springs, and uh, Grand Old Galloper Eastwood, as well as Sincline, uh, trained by Gary Clark. An easy beast, one that you boys would know better than me. Uh, I think um, formerly trained by uh, Richard Lamming, now up here with Dick Leach. Uh, so that'll be a really interesting race on the day. Um, and the other the other one I like on the day is race three, number three, El Magnificence. He's up in grade, but he's racing really well for Phil Cole, Wayne Davis aboard. And in this uh, smallish field, only half a dozen to go around here, I think um, he'll take plenty of beating. But really good day, lots of... Uh, Lots of uh, good fields, good-sized fields, um, one or two smaller ones to start the day. But um, on the whole, we should go around with 80 or 82 runners on the day. Um, the budget was 90, so we're slightly down on that. But um, overall, it should be a great day to start the carnival on uh, Darwin Giddy's Day. Fantastic. Uh, well, there's uh, plenty to work with there. And I'll tell you what, Andrew, uh, Tara Green rang me uh, yesterday afternoon and has locked me in for the Darwin Cup this year. So I'm really looking forward. I've never been, so I'm really looking forward to uh, getting up there at the end of the month and uh, obviously uh, meeting you in person and, uh, yeah, getting into uh, the good fun of the Darwin Carnival. Jeez. I'll have that red carpet clean and ready for you, Sam. <laughs> it's, all right for, it's all right for some. I haven't received my phone call yet. I suppose it'll, it'll come today, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we can get some winners uh, out of Saturday's meeting, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I think the Stennett horse. Uh, I'm going to be cheering for the Stennett horse uh, on Saturday. I think uh, Pacadeo is going to be pretty hard to beat in that race off uh, what he did last start. Thanks very much, Andrew. Boys, thanks very much, Chris, Sam. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm um, hoping back a win or two on Saturday on uh, day one of the Great Northern Darwin Cup Carnival. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Andrew. There is Andrew O'Toole, who knows everything about the racing uh, up there in Darwin, and he is all over those horses uh, going into that meeting on Saturday, Chris. Nice little uh, multi there, Sam. Nice little multi. That'll add up nicely. Just what we need on Saturday. Exactly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, uh, 
We're going to have a chat to Kim Han, trainer who's got some nice runners on Saturday. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Welcome back to Darwin Turf Talk. And as we have a look at this uh, Guineas meeting on Saturday, someone who's got uh, three runners and some nice runners, Kim Hahn. Uh, we welcome Kim Hahn to the show. Kim, uh, where does where do we find you? Do we find you in Darwin in the sun or do we find you in Bendigo where, of course, they're racing today and it's probably a bit chilly down there? Yeah, no, I'm in Darwin, so it's, uh, it's definitely nice and warm up here and, um, yeah, not missing the cold one bit. Uh, I bet. Uh, so tell us about how it works for you, the logistics of it, uh, uh, when you obviously have a stable back there in Bendigo but taking horses up for Darwin. How long have you been based in Darwin and, and how do you work the, the both uh, both operations? Yeah, um been up in Darwin for about six weeks now. So, um, yeah, we headed up there with six horses and um, I sort of only got a couple that are racing back um, back at home. So um, the, the girls that sort of that um, look after things back there are running things. They've been there for a while now. So um, and I just try and get back when I can and um, and go over everything. Now you've uh, yeah you've had good fo- good the stables in good form uh, in Darwin already with a couple of winners uh, under your belt and and uh, yeah I, I would imagine uh, you'd be happy with that, how they're all going these horses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, they're they're all going well and there's a few knock on the door without winning uh, winning races, but they they are due. So just need to everything to go right and obviously barriers up there are a big thing so um no I, i'm happy with how they've all ran um, even the ones that are yet to win up there um i'm sure their turn's not far away so uh going now, Kim, your first runner on saturday comes up in race five yes sorry uh, mate. comes up in race five it's the uh the bet phillies and mares handicap 1200 yes swing with junior yes um very impressive winner last start um, yeah, really can't fault how the horse is going. She is one horse that's really thrived being up there. Um, you know, her first up run, she just needed the run. She was a, she was a little bit fat, but um, I, I think the horse is, is uh, yeah, on target for fire again and uh, drawn a good gate. She should get a perfect run for that barrier. So I, I'm, I am confident with her again uh, heading to Saturday. And then you've got Royal Tyke. Yeah, uh, she seems to have loved that one. Sorry. You're right, Sammy. Sorry, mate. And and then you've got Royal Tyke in uh, in race six. Yes, um, I was quite happy with his run last start. He got ran over by a couple of nice horses late. Um, he is a horse that is uh, he, he has had a wind operation, so you know the last bit of his races is always a query. But um, in saying that, he gets down in the weight again. Um, his work on Tuesday, I, I reckon, was probably the best he's ever worked in his life. Um, I, uh, I actually don't mind this horse heading into Saturday, right down in the weights. Um, you know, obviously it is going to be a tough enough race, but all those others are, are giving him a fair bit of weight. But, um, yeah, his, his work on Tuesday was outstanding. I actually, uh, I, I think it's probably the best the horse has ever worked. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this horse on Saturday. Just on just on that, uh, with when you obviously take horses from from Victoria up to Darwin, I'm sure you have to 
change your training a little bit with them and and uh probably uh, i would imagine you don't have to be so so uh firm on them when when you're in a in a warmer climate like darwin would that be fair to say uh, no absolutely um and you know i've uh, i've i went up before i did move the horses up there i did fly up about five six weeks beforehand and just had a look around and I, I, there was a couple of people up there I did know and just, uh, you know, took a bit of information off them and that and took it all on board. So, you um, no, you definitely don't have to do as much with them up there as you do at home. Um, and, you know, it's, um, it, they, they definitely do thrive on it. Some of the horses up there absolutely love the heat. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. I'll either love it or hate it, but um, some of them we also do enjoy the, the little bit less work as well. Kim, how do you find uh, the track? I mean, uh, we don't know a lot about the track in the southern states. Uh, when we see these sort of synthetic, artificial, whatever type tracks that aren't grass, we generally go for horses that, that lead or race up on the speed so they don't have to deal with any kickback. Do you find that's an advantage? Look, I think it is, an, I think it is for how the track is, um, how the track is. I think the firmer it sort of gets, I think you, might, you more need to be up on speed. But... Um, you know, it all depends on the horse. You know, like we won the Adelaide River Cup there, and the horse come from last, and it and it um, and it won easy. So it's it's just the same thing, horses with courses. I mean, um, yeah, definitely an advantage to be up on speed. But you'll you'll get some, I think, that will just will just love the track, and it doesn't really matter where they are in the run. So like, yeah, our Desperate came from last in the Adelaide River Cup, um, his first run up there, and you know, he he just he just absolutely loves it up there. And I, I see when uh, Adam Nichols, he, he uh, is riding swing with Junior and uh, a couple of his rides last Saturday, I'll tell you what, they were absolute beauties coming from off speed. You know, um, as you say, the, or as I said earlier in this show, that the first three winners um, looked like the track was going to be really on speed. And then uh, uh, your man Nichols was, came from off speed, cut the corner and came out. Those horses, they didn't worry about the kickback at all. Yeah, not at all. And um, that's the same with uh, how he rode swing with Junior to start before. You know, she got back a bit as well, didn't mind it. And, uh, you know, Adam, Adam's a very good rider up there. I think he's probably one of the better uh, riders up there. And we've been lucky enough he's come and uh, rides a bit of work for us in the morning as well. So, um, you know, wherever, obviously, is a heavier weight jockey. So when, when we can get him on, um, I'm, I'm more than happy to put him on. So, um, no, it's, it's definitely an advantage having him help us out and uh, get him on race day for sure. Now, Royal Tyke, uh, only a small field of seven at this stage, and he has drawn the outside seven. Where do you go? Just go forward and look for a spot. I've, I've got he'll, a map here. Go... It says around 1-1. One, one. Yep, I reckon that's exactly where he'll be. Um, blinkers on. I mean, look, I, I didn't actually think he'd be up there last start leading with those horses. like, And they they really skipped along. I think they were in 56-something. Um you know, so with the, he's got the. I put the blinkers back on him, which seems to have really sparked him up, and I think uh, he'll he'll definitely be up in the first couple. It just um, just depends how hard they do go early, um, obviously. But um, I, uh, I I definitely think he'll be up there for a long way. Like I said, his work was very very good on Tuesday. Well, thanks very much, Kim, for for joining us uh, on Darwin Turf Talk this morning, and uh, best of luck for the weekend. We'll uh, take. Uh, a lot of interest in, in your runner's swing with Junior. Obviously, he's going to be a good chance uh, there in, in race five. So best of luck for the weekend. Thank you very much.
There is Thanks, Kim. Kim Hahn, who is uh, doing a great job, obviously. A, a team at Bendigo and, the, and then uh, a team of uh, horses up there in Darwin, which is no easy feat to uh, have them so far apart, Chris O. No, is that the, uh, yeah, the ideal lifestyle, Sammy? You, uh, yeah. you winter in the sun and you, uh, and you, then you, when it's a bit too hot, you just go back to Victoria. Well, I know, uh, I know Neil Dye is a big fan of it. And, uh, yeah, when you're based at Kitan, uh, which uh, can be quite chilly uh, throughout the winter in the mornings, uh, it's no surprise that they want to park up at, uh, at Darwin, that's for sure. Okay, we'll take a uh, quick break here and uh, when we come back on the other side... We will have another interview and we are going to chat to Jared Todd. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. Welcome back to Darwin Turf Talk and Jared Todd we have on the line. Uh, and Jared Todd, obviously hardworking Kiwi jockey. I was uh, familiar with Jared back in the day when he made the move from New Zealand to uh, to Victoria and would go anywhere for a ride. And I tell you what, he's riding up a storm up there in Darwin at the moment. Jared, gee, you've been in great form. Welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Yeah, thanks. Good to be on and uh, good to have a chat with you. Now, what what encouraged them? Well, you've been do, you've been doing it up uh, up there in Darwin. You've been doing it for quite a few years now, where you've had really good success. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, no, it's, I've been really lucky. Um, actually, first year I come up, I actually come up and rode for Neil Dore, and um, we had a really good run. We got he got the leading trainer for the carnival, and I got the leading jockey, and we the whole family came up and, and we loved it. Sort of got out of the cold in Melbourne for a bit and got up to the warmer weather and. Um, we done the carnival up there probably five years in a row and never looked back and 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 decided to make the move and um, uh, really happy so get to do the riding which I enjoy but also get a, a good amount of family time as well as, as as you don't race as often as you do in Melbourne so get the best of both worlds. Now Jared, you're sitting on top of the Metro uh, Jockeys Premiership, 33 wins. Paul Shears is 24. Sonia Weissman's 23. There's only a month to go. You've got what a nine a nine win lead. Can you hold on? No problems in the bag. Oh, I, I wouldn't say no problems. There's, um, there's a fair few meetings coming up now, and um, right. But I'm look. I'm very lucky and privileged to be associated with a stable such as the Clarks. There, um, he's been leading trainer up here for a long time, and um, you know if you're getting half decent cattle underneath you, that makes your job uh, all that much easier. You know. So um, no, look, they've they've been really good. Um, they've got really good quality of horses. They've got good numbers, and it definitely makes my job a lot easier. And Gary, uh, yeah, I met Gary probably this time. Oh, maybe it was. It would have been eighteen months ago. Uh, he was uh, uh, came up here in Queensland. He was here for some sales, looking at some horses, and uh, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, I actually drove him from from Brisbane Airport to um, to the Gold Coast, and uh, it was really interesting. He get him giving an insight on how he seeks out horses, and he's got it down to a fine art of buying the right horses that suit Darwin. Yeah, he's a very astute trainer, and, and like you said, he, he's got an eye. You know, it's um, it's not like obviously we're racing on turf and that, and and he knows the ins and outs of racing up here, and it's a lot different than the racing anywhere else. And and w- when I say that, I mean you know you got to train your horses completely different. When I come up here, I was gobsmacked with how they work their horses. You know, whether it's a sprinter or a stayer, they just do one lap, 
Yeah. And um, you know, like the, you know, the, you got to change all their feed and everything like that. Like it's, it's not just you know, you don't come and do what you're doing back home and, and come up here. It just doesn't work. But um, no, look, he, he he's been up here for a while. He knows knows what horses to look for and how to train them. And um, no, he's very astute at what he does. And um, he's a really good person. Um, couldn't be wrapped to be associated with him, but he's a man of few words. He he doesn't sort of say too much, but that's just him. So. Now, you're on Wilson's Prom in the uh, the big one on Saturday, the Guineas. Uh, just held on to beat Flying Start last time out. There wasn't much between them on the line. Now, we had Andrew O'Toole on earlier. Jared, and he thinks that uh, Flying Start can turn the tables. What do you think about that? Well, look, Wilson's Prom went in there, and he, he, he actually won really good. Uh, when I say I was surprised, I probably... I was and I wasn't. Um, his first couple runs have been probably just fair, but he, he actually went really good the other day. Like he showed a good turn of foot. That horse did come to him and he and he fought it off. But I'm saying that you look at the weight. Oh, he, he did meet that horse a lot better off in the weights where he meets him on level terms. So that's going to be the one thing that's going to that could be the difference between the turning the tables. But look, my horse jumps and sort of races thereabouts and flying start. It, it gets back and it needs a bit of luck. So. If it doesn't get the luck in running and it gets a little bit further back off them, um, that might be used to our advantage. But look, it's definitely the one to beat. Um, coming back to level weights, obviously, you know that, that's going to make a big difference in um, the last hundred with who's going to get in front. But I'm confident with my bloke. I think he, he took a lot of improvement out of his run the LA, and, and um, I'm really happy with how he's going. So just going to be luck in running, I think. Big book of rides for Saturday's meeting. You're riding tug of war in the first, uh, drawn the pole position. Yeah, she's a really tough mare. Um, she came to us uh, with a bit of a reputation. She was a bit of a hand, handful, both to ride and on the ground, but really matured and come good. And she she raced really well last carnival, and then she went on to run fourth in the Broom Cup. And she went super, but she was probably just come to the end of her preparation. So to, to to run fourth and have a trip over there, it was it was good enough in herself. And these two runs back have been um, more than above average and um, no, I'm looking for, really forward to her and once she gets to the mile 2000 that's when you see the best of her so I, I give her a really big chance on the weekend Now you've got a, as, as Sammy said Jared you've got a, a full book of rides can you leave us with uh, one of your best or your best you think for the day um, Got a big rap on a horse I won the guineas on a couple of years ago a horse called Autocratic um, when they bought him I think at one stage he was favourite for the Blue Diamond Um He's got an abundance amount of ability, but he's um, he's one of them horses. If he turns up on the day, he'll beat anything. But if he decides to just go around, well, yeah, very quirky. Um, but if he decides to put his right foot forward, I think you know he's capable of beating any horse up here. So he he's been working really well. His run the other day was good. It was just short, um, distance was well short of his best, but I couldn't be happier with him. He's been working good, and and if he runs to how he sh- he should, he should be too good for them. But yeah, hopefully the right horse on the day turns up and you'll get a result. Good book of rides there for Saturday and, of course, uh, in the big one riding Wilson's Prom, who gave a peach of a ride last start, and uh, I'm sure the King Shots are going there. Very confident uh, on Saturday in the Darwin Guineas. Best of luck on, on Saturday, Jared. Thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Here is Jared Todd, uh, who's a very busy jockey up in Darwin, uh, leading the Premiership, and I think he's got a good lead there, Chris. So I think uh, it'd be fair to say that, uh, barring uh, any issues or or incidents uh, like a fall, um, he should be uh, hanging on to uh, the Premiership there.
What did I say? A nine a nine win lead, and he's got uh, rides in eight of the nine races on Saturday. So yeah, every chance he increases that lead, Sammy. No doubt about that. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Greg Connor, trainer from Alice Springs, who's uh, in hot form. This is Darwin Turf Talk with Sam Highland and Chris Nelson. And now we are going to have a chat to Greg Connor, a man who is no stranger to winners in, in Darwin or Alice Springs uh, for that matter. And Greg, welcome to Darwin Turf Talk. Yeah, thanks guys. Uh, mind you, I'm in Alice at the moment, so I'm freezing my butt off. Is that right? Well, uh, for someone who, who for someone uh, who uh, look, I'm a bit green to how things roll uh, between Alice Springs and and, uh, and Darwin. But what when when do you say uh, you, yeah, yeah, it's a bit chillier down there? What what are, what are we talking? Temperature difference? Uh, oh, I think it was around two degrees this morning. Dead oh. set. Um, yeah. So the young fella that I've got in Darwin looking after me horses. Um, Dan Morgan, uh, he came up from Victoria, used to be my apprentice. And uh, I think I pulled the wrong rein. <laughs> I sent him up to, <laughs> I sent him up to Darwin and I, I stayed here. So, yeah. Now, does it, this morning. So will you make the trip to the races uh, for Saturday? Uh, look, I won't tomorrow. We'll just see how things go along but Dan's, Dan's got it all under control yeah um, no we're we're really happy with where the horse is at at the moment so uh, yeah he's got a couple up there that he's looking after uh, and the confidence levels uh, in the guineas on Saturday with flying starts uh, Andrew O'Toole we spoke to earlier he's quite confident the horse will win and look, looking at his numbers and his sectional splits he can really find the line can't he yeah, he can. You know, like since coming to the territory and getting on the dirt tracks, um, you know, like he, when I bought him, you know, I was talking to Joe Bowditch and Joe had ridden him a few times, and I know Joe reasonably well. Joe said, like, this horse can really do the job. You know, he just just hasn't hasn't been happening on the grass, and virtually came up here and fell out of the gates at his first start here, and was probably 15, 18 lengths off the leaders and finished up winning by eight. It was uh, pretty amazing to watch. But it's, hard, it's a hard watch, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially as the comp- company will get harder and harder. But, yeah, it's... Uh, no. Look, yeah, we're, we're, we're... You know, obviously we need luck, that's all. But um, we just got to get through the field and get home. But, like... He's ticked all the boxes since his last run. So, yeah, his fitness levels would have improved a little bit. He's had a nice trial the week before that one and had a bit of a blow. So, um, yeah, but he's a lovely horse, easy to train. And yeah, I would think uh, you know just having having the run at, at Darwin, obviously having that that last start at Darwin in uh, in that race behind Wilson's Prom, he's going to have come on again uh, from that run. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, Darwin's not an easy track to... Um, you really throw him in the deep end sometimes and, you know, he, he coped with it pretty well. Um, just, you know, it, 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 running down that hill and then sweeping into that 
700 metre turn. It can be a little bit tricky on some. So yeah, he he will definitely improve. And um, yeah, no, he, he he pulled up really well from that run. Yeah. And under the conditions of Saturday's race, you meet uh, Wilson's Prom. Four kilos better off at the weights. That's uh, that's a huge swing. Yeah, well, that's a bonus. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, we're um, yeah, like like I said, yeah, looking at all the facts and figures, and you know, like he can really rattle off sometimes. Getting home, um, the only thing, you know, getting a bit further down the road, I guess. But some of his times over the shorter trips have been quite exceptional. Um, sort of does worry me a little bit going going further down the road, obviously, but the mile he seems to be um, able to still run out strongly. Uh, yeah. So there's plenty of there's plenty of upside to the horse anyway. I mean, um, there's no doubt about it. I, I think uh, you know he's, as and as we spoke to Andrea. Andrew earlier, he said uh, uh, he's really confident with this horse going into the guineas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I spoke to Andrew after the trial, after his first trial up there, and he said, mate, you know, like, I think he would have run low 32s for his last 600 in that trial. And uh, it was quite extraordinary. Um, You know, he did it pretty easy. Um, Like Joey, Joey Bowdick said to me, he said, you know, like, he actually rang me after his first win and he said, thank God for that. <laughs> and he said, I was re- I was actually looking really silly. He said, I've been saying this horse can do this for such a long time and he, he just wouldn't do it on the grass, but on the dirt, different horse. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, it's uh, And, you know, it's... Uh... Uh, no surprise that that Joe has, has followed this horse uh, and and watching his good form and he's going well yeah n- now now this is obviously what what he'd been feeling on the horses now the horse is turning yeah. up at the races and and giving it to giving it to you yeah definitely you know he said sometimes leading up in his preps you know like he he said he could work with seventy eighty benchmark horses and more than hold his own and uh, you know so with just from that, I thought, well, he, you know, it's it was worth the risk to buy him because it was um, a no-brainer, really. Um, he, you know, come up here racing against maidens. You know, you're always guaranteed to win a win one or two, really. Um, so I didn't pay a lot for him. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, as, as long as as long as Joe yeah. keeps as long as Joe keeps him coming in the in the coming uh, coming seasons, you'll be happy. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Joe came up here in to Alice actually, uh, and finished up riding uh, an Alice Cup day for me. And um, yeah, he had a double, so you know we've always sort of touched base randomly on and off. And you know, he was uh, he was wrapped with the, his day out at the Cup day here some years ago now. Fantastic. Now um, yeah, I see. Yeah, I said uh, I might have. Go on. Sorry, no. I said if Jess ever gets suspended off him, I might have to get you up here to ride him. Yeah, get him back. Get him back. Now I yeah. see. I see you've got uh, some runners on uh, Sunday at Alice. What's your best uh, going into that meeting? Oh, look, Morfling done a few things wrong last start. I'm hoping that she's corrected herself, and um, yeah, she's probably my best chance. Morphling in the 1400 drawn inside this time it'll be a big help for her and Macabo well you know he's he's 
he's always around the mark. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy with those two coming into the race. Well, pretty happy with them all, to be honest. Could, but could, um, I just think... Could be a big weekend. Sorry? Could be a big weekend for oh. you then. Well, if Jess happens to win the Giddies, I just hope to cross she gets on the plane coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Greg, yeah. Sammy will be up there for the Cup, so if you are looking for a rider of any sort, he can help you out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna have, All right, no it's worries. Gonna, it's going to have plenty of weight, Greg. It's going to have plenty of weight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I have all the confidence in Jess. She, she rode the Darwin Cup winner last year, so, no, nah, she just, yeah, she's pretty casual. So not too much bothers her. She reckons pressure's only for tyres. That's good. That's I I like like it. I like it. (laughs) It's a good way to be when you're a jockey. Well, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Greg, for joining us today. And uh, best of luck for the weekend. All right, bud. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. There is Greg Connor, who has flying start in the Darwin Guineas and looks a super chance... uh, so I'm that, going with it, Sammy. I'm tipping it as my best of the day. Oh, wow. Best of the day for Chris Best of Nelson. the day. Flying start. Well, in, in uh, Darwin, anyway. Righto. <laughs> well, I'm going to settle on Packardale. Uh, I, right. I think uh, he's going to be hard to beat after his good first up winner win up there in Darwin. So that is us done and dusted for Darwin Turf Talk uh, for a couple of weeks anyway. And... Uh, yeah, we'll be back for the next feature meeting in, uh, what is it, two weeks' time, Chris O? Yep, two weeks' time. I think we're back on uh, around the 14th of July, a couple of weeks' time. So looking forward to that and uh, some good racing to go under the bridge between now and then. Beautiful. All the best, punters.